Welcome to this episode of Diabetes Uncensored. This is a brand new segment with myself and Sarah Miller. Sarah is a mindset coach and she's also been living with type 1 diabetes for over 10 years. And we've started these chats where we chat about all of the stuff that nobody likes to talk about, but everybody goes through, diabetes related. So I hope you enjoy this episode today. And if you do enjoy it, please take a second to rate and review this podcast. Let us know what you enjoy most about these episodes, what you're enjoying most about this new segment of Diabetes Uncensored, or what you enjoy most about this podcast. Your support means the world, and I appreciate you so much. When you take the time to rate and review the podcast, it's one way that ensures other people will be able to find this show and also benefit from listening to this content. Thank you so much. If you currently want to lose weight, then you probably already know that a calorie deficit is the only way that fat loss is possible. And you probably also know that because your body is individual, so are the amount of calories it requires per day. But you might not know just how many calories you should actually be eating in order to achieve your weight loss goal. And if you're interested in discovering how many calories and macros, so macros are the amount of protein, carbs, and fat that your body needs individually, I've put together a tool that will help you. So this tool is completely free. I'm so excited to share it with you. Just go to tajakato.com forward slash calories to calculate your calories and macros for fat loss. Also linking to this in the show notes. Welcome to the More Than Just a Type podcast, a place where we explore what it takes to live your best life. I'm your host, Taja Cato, expert in type 1 diabetes and fat loss, entrepreneur, and lover of all things fitness and personal development. Each week, we'll bring you a tangible tool, tip, or insight that'll inspire you and empower you to take action, achieve your goals, and live your best life. Hello, how are you? How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. I'm turning up my volume. So how's your day going so far? Well, my day's sort of just started. So I've just been, I did a little bit of yoga this morning, which was nice. And it's starting to get cold here. Really? I was going to ask you, like, when is summer over for you? Yeah, soon, I think. So, like, we're heading in, well, we're in autumn now. Um, and I know, like, the east coast of Australia, actually, shout out to anyone on the east. Like, they are having some really hectic weather. So much flooding and storms and all of that. So, but on the west, where I am, it's still really sunny, but it's just, I can feel the temperature has dropped so much. So, um Winter is definitely coming. Oh, <laughs> yes! I'm so jealous seeing all of your Instagram stories in Costa Rica. I know, and well, winter is technically on its way here too. But they don't have winter; they call it green season or like dry season. So green season, it just rains more, <laughs> but still balmy and warm. Yes, yeah. Oh, awesome! Actually, I feel I feel like I look very 
hand. I put I popped a filter on just as I was going live again. You look really <laughs> good. And you know, I was gonna do a filter too, and then I'm like, I can't even like <laughs> deal with trying to figure it out. So I was like, I'm just gonna do no filter. Yeah, we just <laughs> it was giving me anxiety. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> we still look amazing. So Thank you. oh, so I was just telling everybody that um Anyone who's not across it, we've been doing these weekly Instagram lives talking about all the things diabetes related that nobody else is talking about. And guys, we now have an official page. We have an official Instagram page called Diabetes Uncensored. Um, uncensored with an S for censor. Yes, I know. <laughs> so clever. Totally like your idea so too. <laughs> Um, and who's here? So, um, greetings from Egypt. Hello, everyone. Jen, Jennifer's here. Oh, I love it. Yes, Jen's here so, every week. Shout out to Jen. I know. Like, I love it. I feel so what supported. A yeah, totally. I know she always um, sets the um, countdown reminders. Oh, I love so, it. I love that so much. Um, yeah, guys, so we've created an Instagram page called Diabetes Uncensored. So you have to go give us a follow. Um, and eventually we'll start doing the weekly lives over there, but we don't have much of a following there yet. So give us a follow. Yeah. Um, but today, so I know we have, like, discussed this off air a few times, but, um, like, all of these diabetes related images out there so for example like when you google diabetes or even when you're looking through shutterstock um which is what i had to do recently because i was finding some images for some ads that i was running for my program and so i had a look on google and um shutterstock and all of these like when i type in diabetes all of these really horrible gross dire depressing images come up like foot ulcers, amputations. And like, while that can be connected to diabetes, I, that was the only sort of imagery that came up. And so I, yeah, I had this little moment where I was like, this is just not entirely realistic. And I think it's portraying a really sort of negative, depressing, fear instilling, um, idea about what diabetes is and what diabetes can lead to. And it's like, you and I are both diabetics. Um, I've had diabetes for over 11 years. You've had diabetes for over 20 years. And we, you know, are, I consider us to be really healthy people, like, and we still do everything that we want to do. And you just don't see much of that sort of like representation of diabetes, like in the media or online. So, yeah, that's um, that's what I want to chat about today. Yeah. So, well, for me, it brings up just when I was younger and literally looking like the only people that I knew that had type 1 diabetes that wore an insulin pump were like old ladies. Well, not even old, but like at the time when I was nine, they seemed old, <laughs> like in their 50s and 60s yeah, um, at my endocrinologist's office. And so I didn't have anyone to look up to that was doing the same things that I wanted to do or who looked the same way that I want to look. So when I was growing up, I would literally look through magazines, like I would have these magazines and I would be like searching through them and I would see a really beautiful women but I always felt like I couldn't really relate because 
I had type one diabetes and I'm like, can I look like that? Like, I don't know. And so then I would try to Google on the internet and social media didn't exist. So I didn't have the community that we have now, but yeah. I just like the old dial up days when I would be like searching, doing my <laughs> Google search and then it would get, I would like get knocked off. <laughs> <laughs> so I never had like, but I could never find someone that I could relate to or look up to. So it yeah. just, yeah, I just felt like super alone. And that's why when I see, you know, celebrities, and I know we've talked about this too, where it's like, it's such a great thing to see celebrities actually being open about type one diabetes, because you just don't really, I mean, I didn't have that, but you don't really see it a lot, right? Totally. And um, I thought it was so interesting when um, you told me about, you know, like flicking through magazines as a teenager and, um, you know, all of the models um, obviously being so beautiful, but that none of them seemed to have diabetes or at least they weren't wearing um, equipment or technology that indicated that they had diabetes. And I sort of missed that boat because I was like diagnosed as an adult, but it's such an interesting point because, it's so true. It's like, you know, just like in magazines when we see all different sorts of body shapes and sizes, and obviously this has changed so much over the years, but still we don't see a lot of people with disabilities or illnesses in these magazines. And it makes you wonder, like, I don't know, does the media not want um, to glorify it or to celebrate it or to support it? Do you know what I mean? But it's like, as we always say, like if you look after yourself as a diabetic or, you know, any sort of autoimmune, you can still be really healthy and live a really long and healthy life. And we just don't see much of that. And so for me, it was super triggering when I was looking for a diabetes related image and all I could find was just this really negative, depressing representation. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, what did you do? <laughs> Well, I had a rant. <laughs> I had a rant on Instagram stories. Um, I think I messaged you. And I actually had a few other diabetics respond to my stories saying, um, yeah, totally agree. So it's like among us diabetics, we're like, yeah, that's just not an accurate description, obviously, because we are living with it every day. We know that it doesn't have to look like that. But for like from an outside perspective, that's especially when there's images out there like that, people assume that that's what it means to have diabetes, you know, yeah. lose your toes, have a foot ulcer. Um, and then I actually. No, keep going. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I, um, when I was doing my image search, I actually typed in um, empowered diabetic um, or diabetes empowerment. And one image came up in Shutterstock, one, and it literally had nothing to do with diabetes. It was this guy in a karate outfit. <laughs> like, That's so crazy. And it's like what you were saying too before. It's like, um, are these people, do they even have diabetes who are making up these? Obviously not, because why would someone do that? Or are they like, like, who are they? <laughs> Just, exactly. Who are you people like creating yeah. these? images show your face yeah. um but yeah it's just oh i was actually talking to um a friend of mine who is a stylist like a fashion stylist this week and she's all about like supporting women especially like through limiting beliefs that they have experienced like growing up around like fashion and body image and stuff like she's doing such a cool thing and i actually um mentioned to her i was like oh like have you ever had like a diabetic um, client, you know, who has 
um, an insulin pump or a CGM because I know when I was wearing my um, insulin pump, it's really, you have to sort of dress accordingly. You know, you have to have something to clip it onto or if you're going somewhere fancy, you want to like hide it. It can be really tricky to dress, you know, for your diabetes technology and she thought it was like really interesting because obviously she'd never really thought about it before not having a diabetic client or anything but I was like yeah there's all sorts of you know it's not just body shapes and sizes it's also people with different kinds of disabilities um and how they can struggle with fashion and dressing as well um which could totally. be another really good thing for like a fashion magazine to cover off. Like how yeah. empowering would that be for like, especially young diabetic girls growing up? Um, yeah. And especially like girls who want to do modeling, right? Like that would yeah. be such an inspiring, empowering thing to see. Like, Oh, I can do that too. Yeah, exactly. There's one um, model that I follow on Instagram and she has diabetes and she'll often show off her like Dexcom. And I'm like, yeah, get a girl because it's like, cool, that could be me too. Yeah, totally. It's, it's such an important thing because that's something that I never had. And I don't know, like, what are, uh, yeah, I wonder what other people, how you guys feel too. Yeah. Oh, Melissa well, said everyone is overweight or older in ads for diabetes. Totally. Yeah, like when you see, like, just regular ads, it's always an older person. It's never... And, you know, that that brings me back to, like, have you gone, someone said, like, saying to you before, like, oh, really? You have diabetes, but you don't look like a diabetic. Oh, have you 100%. <laughs> so many times. Yeah. And, like, that's a perfect example because, obviously, we look very healthy. We look after ourselves. And, like, we, we are healthy people, you know, because we do look after ourselves. So it's like, yeah. and we are diabetics. So this is what diabetes can look like but you just don't see that in the media and yeah and it's because of the media and like those images that you found that other people have this idea of what diabetes actually looks like but there's it's like there's no there's no one size you know with anything absolutely and it's like why not um I mean, look, we could definitely go down a rabbit hole, I'm sure, of, like, maybe why that is, but, like, among the media and whatnot. But it's, like, why not show, um, you know, a healthy-looking diabetic? And especially, like, when you go to, I don't know, a doctor's appointment or something like that, why not have those sort of images, like, in brochures, like, in the Mm -hmm. waiting room? It's, like, hey, if you look after yourself, you can do all these things and you can live this life and look this way. Yeah. Um, Jen says, absolutely agree with everything, but it's changing a bit. Um, We have this Dexcom spot on television since last year. A young woman running the spot for Libre is an older man. Okay, cool. Good on you, Dexcom. Sounds like they're getting with it. Yeah, that's good. And they're slowly, I mean, because if you think of like people in the marketing industry, it only makes sense that you don't just market to one, one sort of like person. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And I guess like if they are wanting someone to buy their product, it's like, well, I don't know if you're feeling coming from a place of like, Oh, I really want to improve my health. I'm feeling a little bit desperate. Then maybe you're more likely to buy the product. Yeah. 
but it's like, I don't know. I just feel like there's so much more that could be done in the media or even like um, diabetes associations. And um, I mean, Instagram is definitely quite good for it because there's a lot of like empowered diabetic related pages, but um, yeah, it's definitely got my brain ticking over. I know me too. I'm like, there's so many just, yeah, there's so many different and everyone's into different things, right? Like when I was younger, I wanted to do modeling and acting. That was always my goal. So I would go to auditions all the time and I would always be really self-conscious and like try to hide diabetes, you know, because it's just something that I never saw. And I think there was, was it like Halle Berry has diabetes, but she never talked about it. So that was like, you know, that was like the only person that I really knew back then. (laughs) Wow. I didn't even know that. And it's like, she's so famous and she could definitely talk about it a lot more. And um, I actually remember Googling years ago, because I sort of went through the same thing. It's like, Um, I actually remember Googling celebrities with diabetes because I just had a moment where I was like, oh, well, can I still do everything? Do you know what I mean? Can I still have that kind of life um, with diabetes? Like it does go through your head. And honestly, I didn't like find a whole lot, but um, I know Nick Jonas is one of them. And I always like go to his Instagram page to see if he's talking about it very much. Yeah. But um, I think he could definitely post about it more. Just Nick Jonas, if you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) Or just, yeah, because I'm sure so many people are living with type 1, but they don't really share that much about it. Exactly. And it's like there's such an opportunity there. Um, Emily says, how do you guys feel and react when someone looks at a sugary food and says something like, that's diabetes on a plate? (laughs) Oh, I feel a bit hurt and embarrassed, but never say anything. Yeah, can definitely relate to that one. I actually pull people up on it and, um, yeah, get a, some awkward responses. Um, but, yeah, I saw your post the other day, Taj, about um, the whole you can't eat that because it's sugary, like that mm-hmm. sort of limiting belief. Yeah. And I can relate to, I mean, what Emily said is just, I, I saw someone else's post on that same topic and I'm trying to like think of how it makes me feel. Cause I really just don't give a shit. Like I, yeah. I feel like <laughs> it, like I, I see so many people getting triggered and I get it because, but then I, in my mind, I'm like, people are just so uneducated. So yeah. I just, I like, I don't, I don't know. I see it both ways, like where people just throw out stuff and I'm like, Oh, like it, they're, it's just their lack of knowledge, you know, like, totally. but it is, I guess it is a, a, a moment for us to speak up if we feel comfortable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, I guess it, did it take you a long time to sort of get to that point? Yeah, it did. Pain? It totally did. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Cause it, it, is, it can be super offensive, you know, but then at yeah. some point I was so tired of, feeling triggered over stuff that I was like, okay, I'm just like, they're like, (laughs) don't know what they're talking about. Exactly. Like you have a choice whether or not you let it affect you, I guess. And then you're the one that's going to carry that sort of like bitterness. Um, it's yeah, I'm a little bit the same. Like it definitely used to trigger me and you even see it in movies as well, Mm -hmm. which is (laughs) so interesting. But, um, 
I, yeah, definitely used to trigger me more. And now I sort of like pick and choose my moments. I'm like, there is an opportunity there to sort of set the record straight and raise awareness. But then it's like, do you know what? Pick and choose your battles. Like, is it worth it? And some people get really quite defensive, but I think that's them just projecting their sort of guilt around what they said. Um, Well, and when I, okay, so when I'm like, thinking about it now I'm like I think my issue is it's so triggering that I literally take a step back and I have to choose to let it go and that's why I don't respond or you know what I mean I don't react as much as I probably would otherwise (laughs) yes excellent insight and I think like maybe we don't actually stop and often enough to actually ask ourselves how it makes us feel yeah you know because we're sort of so used to just being like okay well I've heard that before um, I'll just, you know, take a step back and just calm down, which is, yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's like, like does, it make sense? <laughs> does it make sense if I literally like give a shit so much that I don't give a shit? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Before you know it, you don't give a shit about anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Um, chill underscore 227 says all professional athletes with type 1 diabetes totally i think that's a great one because they are obviously doing so much um physical activity and like i guess physical activity can play such a has such a huge impact on our um blood sugars so they should yeah i would love to hear from more professional athletes like how empowering would that be to see like football players and just you know people playing professional sports exactly it's it's like (laughs) yeah totally it's like you can do it too um they should be uh, is it nike that's you can do it (laughs) yeah right yeah (laughs) just do it (laughs) yeah there should be like a um nike should do like a campaign yeah right people with disability or type 1 diabetes you know or any sort of diabetes or illness like yeah. you can do it too, guys. Um, actually, I can't even think of any professional athletes with diabetes. Yeah, I know there's. I know I don't know who it is, but I know that there was a professional hockey player, I think, in Toronto. But I don't know what his name is. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, that's a good point. I'm having like so many ideas right now. Like you know. Yes. <laughs> we like, I mean, I guess we're all for like, um, you know, raising awareness and sort of like supporting other diabetics out there who are thinking and feeling the same ways that we are. Um, and I guess like with social media, like we have such um, a platform to be able to speak up about this stuff and sort of, yeah, try and um, create a different idea around having diabetes. Um, so, just so you guys know, Tasha and I are definitely thinking and having conversations off air about how we could help this matter. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we'll definitely run past our ideas with you guys, like when we have them more ironed out. <laughs> yeah, totally. We don't want to give too much away. But I mean, if you guys have any ideas as well, like, please let us know in the comments, like, what would you, what would make you feel better? Um, I guess about, you know, if you would, what would you like to see? How would you like diabetes to be represented in media, online, 
um, let us know. You guys are a part of this chat too. Yeah, totally. Um, Josh says, I speak out all the time to type ones of what I do with my sugars. Um, being a marathon runner. Oh, awesome. We can do anything just in a different way. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Love that, Josh. That's super empowering. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, awesome guys. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's a good point too, because I'm sure so many people, especially at the beginning of a diagnosis, it's like, well, I want to run a marathon, but like, can I, like, how do I do that? Are my sugars down? Yeah. And then there's that fear of like going low. So people like mm -hmm. Josh are really important. Absolutely. And like that fear sometimes stops us from like even trying. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, it's probably too risky because someone said so. So may as well not even give it a go. Um, so, yeah. yeah, good on you, Josh. Keep going. Yeah, there's so much fear. And then going like circling back to those images, right? It's like those pop up and then it's like, oh, hell no. Like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I would just love, um, like, for me, just quickly on, like, the images side of things. Like, I used to be, when I first started wearing a pump, I was a little bit self-conscious about it because people would always point it out. And then, like, it started giving me a few little, like, marks and scars um, on the site. And so that was something I was really self-conscious about as well. But um, I wonder if there is, like, an opportunity to be able to just celebrate that and, like, I don't know. Yeah. And totally, there is. And I feel this like that's the reason I didn't get a pump or a CGM for year, like 18 years because yeah. I was so self-conscious. And then when I was doing modeling and stuff, I just, I would go to these like really, you know, like events in Hollywood. And I was like, well, people are going to look at me weird. Like, I don't want to be wearing something attached to my body because I wanted to fit in and I didn't want to like stick, stick out in a what I thought was a bad way because no one else I knew was doing it exactly. <laughs> or no one that I saw in the industry was doing it, you know? Yeah. So. Oh, man, which is so hard. Cause it's like you, that is keeping you alive. Exactly. You know? It's like, and we should celebrate that, you know, oh, it's good. like, our life yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, Josh says I've lost over, um, a hundred thousand libs. Oh, we don't oh, a hundred pounds. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> because wait, you got do you guys go by um kilos? Okay, kilos, yeah. <laughs> it's like with the whole um blood sugar thing as well. Like, we measure in um mml, MML yeah, ML. okay, mm -hmm. millimoles per um, liter. That's what we did in Canada, too. Yeah, I think it's a <laughs> Yeah, I feel like the States is the only place that does milligrams per deciliter, maybe. I don't know. Oh, right. Of course. They love to be different. Yeah. So uh, it's, well, it's crazy to think. There's so – I feel like this is a really great time because I feel like things are starting to shift. I don't know if you can feel that too. And not just with mm. – diabetes and stuff like that but in other aspects too it's like people yeah. are they have voice like a more voices they're voicing things and yeah. things are becoming more accepted so I think it's a really important time right <laughs> absolutely and I just got full body goosebumps like as you said that because 
like which is what happens when I'm like yeah that's that's a true that's true do you know what I mean because like the feel after coronavirus and everything and all the shit that's been going on with governments and stuff people are starting to wake up a little bit I think and Mm -hmm. just become a little bit more aware and question things um so yeah now's the time to speak up and make a difference um so on that note um Taj and I are always saying that we'll try and keep these chats to 20 minutes oh it's so hard (laughs) we're doing we're doing pretty good we're only like eight minutes over today yeah but yeah we're getting um, yeah just so we can keep like having these chats every week and we really would love your input guys like let us know what you want us to unpack if there's any sort of like diabetes related experiences that you want to hear about from us um let us know and make sure you go follow us over at diabetes uncensored oh and also taja because you're always letting me plug on your um instagram please tell us about your new program oh thank you so yeah my program my phallus for type ones we launch it one time per year so the doors are open now until sunday and then the course is officially starting on monday and it's six weeks long. So I work together with everyone. Um, we folk, like we customize your macronutrition and calories for fat loss and your workout program and everything's customized. And then you have lifetime access. So like after the six weeks, you can continue on, you can review it when you're 90 if you want. So yeah, so that's what we're up to right now. It's been kind of a busy couple of weeks, I will say. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. And moving countries as oh my well. God. Yeah. Like, coming to Costa Rica and then launching I'm like oh my god and then I had dehydration there for like a week (laughs) so yeah yeah. so how's your pump because I saw the other day broke yeah so I don't have I'm not using my pump right now which is it's almost like the universe is like okay every time I come to Costa Rica it just breaks like Mm. every single this is the third time and then I'm thinking like, okay, one suitcase was just full of diabetes supplies, like all like three months worth of pump supplies. And so I'm like, I want to go traveling to Asia at some point, like maybe next year. So I'm like, I don't know if having a pump is really a, like going to be a great thing to have when I'm traveling. Like if I can do it on injections, I'm going to be fine. Like the pump has been so great in so many ways, but then at the same time, I'm like, do I need it? You know, it just, it's kind of a hassle. So it's almost like the universe is like pushing you to like Mm -hmm. get used to having injections again before you go traveling. I think, I mean, maybe Mm -hmm. because I will, when it broke last year, I didn't, I was on injections for eight months and I I was like, I think my A1C is going to be way worse and it wasn't. And so I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, but then I went back to the pump because it makes life so much easier, but now it broke again. So shot that's so interesting like just that it always happens when you go to Costa Rica I'm like is Um, it the climate I don't know yeah maybe um maybe the um pump wants a bit of a holiday as well it's like I'm in Costa Rica let me chill out (laughs) right it's like just completely dead it was so weird so yeah I still have to call yeah wow um well, I mean, yeah, I haven't had the pump in like um, oh, over it, maybe a year, actually. Yeah, I stopped using it in like March last year. And so I'm super back to injections and ha- like my HbA1c has actually improved 
funnily mm-hmm. enough. It didn't vary too much, but it has like dropped slightly. And so I was like, okay, cool. And that was a little indicator to me to be like, oh, okay, all good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it really helps to have the continuous glucose monitor. Is that yours? Is- yeah. Yeah. Can yours connect to your phone? Or- yeah, that's how I have it set up. So okay. that, I mean, that helps so much. If I had to pick totally. one, I'd pick that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, so interesting and good on you for making it work. Um, well, guys, thanks so much for joining us. Um, tap one strong. Yeah. Well, we'll see you guys again next week. And, um, yeah, yeah, you can find us over at Diabetes Uncensored. Yeah, and let us give us the a message, whatever you wanted to hear about for yes. open, an open book. <laughs> yes, definitely. Nothing is off limits. Yes. Give us some juicy topics, guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So good to see you, Tosh. It's so good to see you too. It's always such a pleasure. I know. I know. I love our chats. Well, you have a great night. Thank you. You have a great day. Bye, you guys. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope that this episode was fun for you to listen to. I hope that it was inspiring, empowering, and just everything that you needed to hear today. And if it was, please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast because that way you won't miss out on our weekly episodes of this new segment, Diabetes Uncensored. I will talk to you very soon. Bye for now.